Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Uh, in our 22nd year on Voice America. So happy to be with you. This is the program that shows you how to turn your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities and really make your dreams come true. We have a great topic today. We're talking about balance. Uh, We often talk about balance in our life, but we're talking about physical balance, fall prevention. We're talking about science behind it. And my guest today is Nathan Estrada. And he is um, the clinical director, uh, vice president of clinical with Nimble for five years. And he also um, has a degree from Alabine Christian University. He has a master's degree in physical therapy from University of Colorado. And he really has helped so much with understanding this technology and the science behind helping people create better balance in their life. There are wonderful tools that Nimble has. And that's really what Nimble does. It is a science program. And they also have won awards. Nimble earned a place on the 100 best places to work in Colorado. And it it just has won many awards. Welcome, Nathan. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I I really want to talk about that. Talk about Nimble science. I mean, it is a science. And um, it and here's another one. This was in December of 2022 that CB Insights Today named Nimble Science to its fourth annual Digital Health 150, showcasing the 150 most promising private digital health companies of 2022 and really reimagining healthcare. So talk to us. I know in many ways you were kind of the brainchild behind all of this and you understand physical therapy so much and balance from your work. Talk about kind of the evolution of how this happened with Nimble. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, it really starts with my days uh, teaching balance classes, you know, at the at the rec center or in senior living. And darn it, if every time I didn't start teaching a class, I looked around the room and all the people in the room were all the people that didn't need to be there. There were all the people that were aging perfectly and just got done with their 5K and their yoga class. And now they're doing balance. But in my clinical life, it was the complete opposite. It was people that were terrified, that were in their own home, that were scared to leave it and had bad mobility. And so it was the realization that what we've designed to help older adults with this problem of fall risk reduction is actually targeted to the wrong group. And it's been that way for decades. Uh, so we decided to go, well, what if what if we did something in the home? What could you do in the home? And you know what? Someday older adults are going to have smart devices. We started back in 2016 when you know maybe one in six older adults had a smartphone. Now it's 88%. And so we were able to look in the future and go, there's going to be a time to where we could help people on their own smart device. Right. And that's how they're using this, correct? On their smart device. Yeah. So Nimble works on phones and tablets, iOS and Android, and really based on the premise that if you make someone you know use an extra sensor or have some kind of thing they have to strap on and recharge... Well, no one does that. And you immediately stop being scalable. And frankly, none of us want to have another thing to, to to add to our lives when we already have the tools we need. 
Right. Right. So what we're looking at here is balance. Now, my question to you, and the science tells us that as we get older, our balance does decline. Now, even Mm -hmm. if, as you said, even if we're walking or we're running or we're exercising every day, our balance will still decline as we get older. Why is that? Well, a few different reasons. Uh, Number one, balance is not like strength training. Uh, You know, a lot of times when we're walking or we're we're going to the gym or or moving, we go, well, then I must be practicing my balance. And you're not because balance is actually a reflex. And as a reflex, it needs to be available whether you're thinking about it or not. So in this distracted world, when you're carrying groceries or a bag of laundry and suddenly you think, hey, did I forget something? And then you stumble and fall. The reason why that happens is balance is just as much about the brain as the body. And we forgot about that in medicine for some time. We haven't been addressing the fact that balance is truly a cognitive challenge just as much as a physical challenge. And you've got to train both. Yeah. However, though, for some people, as they get older, their brain power works well. I mean, it may not be what it, exactly what it was. So is it a certain specific part of the brain that's affected for the balance It is. And I agree that everyone has different degrees of kind of cognitive decline. And it's actually, it's not necessarily cognitive decline from a memory perspective. It's cognitive decline from a challenge perspective. So when you're a child, you're jumping out of trees and your brain's learning how to adapt to landing and all those bounce reactions are trained because we move more. And as we age, we don't tend to have the same athletic type of movements, which leaves us with a smaller training impact. But the part of the brain that does your balance is actually called your cerebellum. It's that little cauliflower on the back. And that little cauliflower region manages all your reflexes. By the way, if you touch a hot stove and your hand pulls off, you can thank your cerebellum for that reflex as well. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that, you know, even if we're exercising when we're older, or we're doing yoga and we're doing, you know, different stands where balance is tested, there's still going to be a challenge. There is. In fact, general exercise has never been shown to improve balance or or to decrease fall frequency. And that's kind of the big myth that we fell into for a long time at a national level is if we just get older adults moving, that's enough. Um, And the reality of it is, is balance has to have balance training to improve because there's actually kind of a specificity involved there. Just like you can't, you know, read about English and hope to get better at math. What about yoga or Pilates? Does that help us with balance? You know, it really depends on your instructor. And here's what I mean by that. As long as you're balancing or doing a balance challenge while not thinking about your balance. So if you're thinking about where your ankles, knees, and hips are going and having great form, not balance training, but I'm sure you're doing a lot of exercise and that's good for you, but you cannot be thinking about your reactions because you override your reflex when you think about them, which is why people are very self-conscious. You ever watch someone walk when they know they're being walked? It changes their whole pattern. If you want someone to have the reflex, you got to be distracted thinking about something else. Interesting. So... Let's let's get to the technology then. So people can use, as you said, their smartphone or their tablet or their computer. And what does the balance training look like? I mean, am I am I holding onto a table and standing on one leg? I mean, you know, what am I doing? 
Well, one of the first things we had to solve for was where to start people. So the first part of the experience is actually doing a risk assessment. And we use something called the STEADY protocol. It's the best practice guidelines by the American British Geriatric Society. And that allows us to start people at simple functional movements that you're doing every day. So Patricia, if you're someone who's outdoor hiking and different things like that, you start at a different level than someone who's not used to leaving their home. And by doing simple functional things that you do every day, like, you know, balance reactions when you're doing dishes or uh, when you're walking around the house or going up and down stairs. We combine that with a brain game. So for all intents and purposes, you feel like you happen to be playing a brain game while moving. What's really happening is your brain isn't allowed to think about your movement and retraining that movement as a reflex again. Fascinating. Now, now this assessment that you just talked about, people can do this online? You know, they can. And uh, the study protocol is actually, if you've ever been to your doctor and talked about fall risk, it's all those questions they ask you. And the reason why they ask you is because those are the primary predictors of future falls. Um, the number one predictor of a future fall is a past fall. That makes a lot of sense. If you fall once, you can fall twice. It might surprise you, though, that fear of falling is the number two. Even if you've never fallen, just being fearful of falling is a greatest predictor of loss of independence. Because remember, our fear drives our our mobility and our decisions we make. Uh, so it's it's actually fairly it's complex when you look at risk factors. Well, it's interesting because I'm I'm an older adult. I'm a baby boomer, and what's interesting for me, and I'm I'm very active, but when I am walking up steps or down steps, I am very careful, and I haven't fallen, but I'm I I mean I, you don't just see me just walking down. I mean, uh, particularly for steep steps. Um, so, and I've noticed that. I've noticed I've done that probably over the past couple of years. And mm. and it's, you know, and I just hold on and I walk in and I get there. But um, that's an interesting thing you're saying because I am thinking about it. You are. In fact, um, what you're training yourself to do is to control your balance as long as you're focused. The problem with that strategy, Patricia, is yeah. what if at some point in time you do get distracted? Now you're fully unprepared for that moment, and that's when people fall. And so we hear it all the time where someone will be doing something. They go, oh, someone said my name, and I was thinking, is that Nathan or John behind me? That distraction doesn't allow them to do to focus on it anymore and they've trained themselves to focus and then they stumble. So our goal is that regardless of what distractions occur naturally in life, that your balance reflex is always going to be there to catch you when you stumble. That's incredible. And you can do that online. I mean, and all of this can be done online. Yeah. So we're a covered benefit by different Medicare Advantage plans and we're expanding all the time, but you don't have to do nimble to do dual task balance training. The reality of it is this, you can make anything a balance challenge by just slightly changing your focus. So for instance, walking is not enough to improve balance, but when you're walking, if you're paying attention to a podcast, right? If you're listening to music or singing or talking to someone else, now what you're doing is balance training because while you're focusing on that other conversation, your body is practicing the reflex in the background. Interesting. It's so interesting. So really what you're saying is focusing on it as I have done, really is not helping you because it becomes a little bit of a crutch in a way, kind of like walking with a cane in a way because you're thinking about it. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting. And we know this intuitively in sports. 
Um, have you ever played tennis and tried to think about hitting the ball? You're a terrible tennis player the minute you start thinking about it. But when you actually respond reflexively, that's when your skills really deployed. And so ultimately, you can make your balance worse over time the more you think about it because you have no ability to constantly think about balance unless you want to live your life. Left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. That is not how we live. We live in this dynamic, distracting world where we're doing multiple things at once. And so you have to prepare yourself for the real world, not this artificial experience of focus. Yeah, that's incredible. So we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to actually have you share with us some of those exercises, you know, so people understand. Now, you said some of this is covered as a as a benefit with their insurance provider, with some companies, not all. But that's what we're going to look at. I think this is so important, and I think it's important just this whole idea of learning how to do things naturally without always thinking ahead of time. So my guest today is Nathan Estrada, and he is the vice president of clinical at Nimble Science. And Nimble Science is really, it's a program that really looks at fall prevention, and they've won many awards along the way. And you can log on to nimblescience.com, and it's N-Y-M-B-L science.com, right? You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson, the Midlife Whisperer. Your midlife roadmap is the blueprint you need to roll with change, transform yourself, and create a fabulous second adulthood. Get answers and solutions for whatever you're up against and transform problems into opportunities. Make your next life chapter your best chapter with Rock Your Midlife every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world. 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You 
you are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are back talking about balance, how important it is at any age, but particularly as we get older. My guest is Nathan Estrada, who is the Vice President of Clinical at Nimble Science, and you can log on to nimblescience.com, okay? And and um, let me just share a couple of things about Nimble. They are on their way to preventing one million falls and prove that aging is not less. Okay. And Nimble was founded on the idea that balanced training is the key to preventing falls for a large portion of our older population. Our founder, Dr. J.C. Farsi, built a team of leaders in the field and has proven a correlation between a person's balance and how a digital experience can reach a previously unreachable audience to reduce falls. So that's what we're looking at. It's a combination of physical exercise and a concurrent cognitive challenge, which is dual tasking. And that's the key in improving balance. So using this combination of technology and scientific foundation, Nimble is pursuing its mission to prevent 1 million falls. Welcome back, Nathan. Thank you. And by the way, we're well on our way to getting that goal as well. Right. Now, I asked you something during the break, and I said, let's talk about this when we get back on the air, because my comment was, what if you're walking outside, right, and it's slippy or icy, and you know, it, you have a risk of falling at any age, but certainly as you get a little older. So do you call that um, too much awareness or is that different because it's more of a danger situation? Yeah, I, I think the key there is, you know, context matters like most things in life. And when you're in a particularly dangerous environment, you should have a heightened awareness of all the risk factors in that moment. Um, just like you should be watching out for cars when there's ice on the road, right? Not just for you falling, but the, the environment coming and grabbing you. Um, so ultimately, it is healthy to think about your balance in environments that are particularly dangerous. The hard part about it is when you look at what's preventable, if you step on black ice, you can't prevent the black ice very well. Right. Um, but if you stumble right. on the curb, that is where you can really have a large impact because most falls are preventable and anyone can improve their balance to react to that it's just our reaction slow as we age. I see. Okay. So now let's talk about what are some of the exercises that Nimble Science offers us. Yeah, it's so interesting. We actually, with some individuals, we start all the way down to seated because believe it or not, how people transfer getting out of a chair or um, if you've ever cared for an ailing loved one that uh, that had pneumonia and had to help them get up, their ability to participate in that is directly related to their ability to do brain and body together and, and tolerate that distraction. So we start all the way down there. So you can imagine, um, you know, unscrambling words, doing math puzzles, um, learning about international trivia while learning how to move at the same time. Right. And that movement can be anything in the legs, um, really. It can, and we focus on ankle, knee, and hip mobility. And then in standing, think about simple things that happen in everyday life, like weight shifting, just rocking back and forth. Well, rocking back and forth, feeling it, it's not balanced. But if you're doing a brain game, suddenly that rocking back and forth is teaching you your limits of stability. Mm -hmm. uh, doing small steps, afford and you know different directions, squats or kind of getting in and out of a chair, a lot of functional things. 
So just think about all the different functional movements that you do in a day, putting a cognitive challenge with it so that your brain relearns what is my balance in this moment, not how do I do this better by thinking about it. Okay, question. What if you are watching a movie or a program on television and you're jogging at the same time or you're moving up and down? Does that count? 100% balance training, 100%. Just like if you're singing a song while brushing your teeth and your feet are close together instead of far apart, that's balance training. You know, when you're walking outside talking to a friend or counting how many birds you saw, that's balance training. The key there is if you're standing on one foot and you think about what your foot feels like, that's when you're not balance training anymore. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Great to know. So simple things. Simple things, really. It really is because balance is not a backflip. It's a step, right? It shouldn't be complex. You know, we're not losing our balance when we're running marathons. We're losing our balance when we're doing simple things in our home because the vast majority of falls happen within our home. So imagine all those little things you do every day. You you catch the edge of a throw rug or a threshold or you, you forgot that there's one more stair. Those are the type of things that get us. Right. And when you can overcome that, that also shows that's the good reflex, right? And all of a sudden you didn't see the step, but you got you got there. That's right. And the biggest report we get back when people go, hey, I knew Nimble was helping because I used to stumble and fall. Now I stumble and catch myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between a balanced reflex and someone who doesn't. Because if you don't have the reflex, you know what happens? You fall quite frequently. So going back to the science and going back to the computer or the tablet or the smartphone, are these directions talked to you or do you read them? How, how do you learn? Yeah, so um, we deploy it mostly through visuals. Um, and so ultimately think about think about any other game you play on your smartphone or tablet. You're just playing that game and we progressively move you through a series of balanced strategies and tactics that you do subconsciously or reflexively in the background. And the better you do, the harder we make things. So we're able to actually personalize it at the very beginning, but just as importantly, promote the challenge based on your performance over time. Yes, so it's an individual tracking system. It is, and that's why we use smartphones, because we need the accelerometers, we need the sensors, we need the intelligence. Because think about all the decisions that a physical therapist makes when you're in their office about how to make things harder or when to make things harder. If you've removed the physical therapist, you still need the intelligence, which is why we need the smart device. Yeah, which is fascinating. So what if somebody's listening to this interview and says, I would love to do that? Now, my insurance company isn't offering this or my provider is not. How can they obtain it and work with Nimble? Well, there's two different things I would guide you to. Number one, call your insurance company support line and tell them you want access to Nimble. You'd be amazed at how quickly they call us when that happens because they want their... They want their members to be happy. And when there's great programs that they don't know about, well, maybe you bring it to them and then suddenly we're helping 100,000 lives because of your input. The second thing is I'm always looking for people um, to learn from. If you're willing to interview with my product team on how we can make the experience better, we'll give you an account. Um, So if you just email support at nimblescience.com, you can actually get in our wait list. And then what happens is we deploy new features, we test it with people on the wait list and they give us feedback. And as a return to that, they get free access to the platform. That's great. Is it is it reasonable in cost if you are paying for it and it's not covered? We don't allow older adults to pay for it. 
Um, And this this is part of the nimble mission. We are here to prevent a million falls, not 12. And a problem that costs your insurance company $16,000 every time you have a medical claim due to a fall, they should be motivated to pay for it. Um, it's I I find it slightly offensive that we keep on asking older adults to bear the burden of cost savings that the insurance company experiences. So if your insurance company is going to save thousands, they can pay some money for you to have programs to stop it from happening. But having said that, Nathan, if your company doesn't provide it, can you get access to it? Yeah, and the, the primary way to do that would be to to join our wait list. Um, and so we, our product team literally reaches out one by one to get feedback on the experience. Because here's why that's valuable to us and why we're we're willing to give away Nimble for free in that instance. Is our goal is to delight someone. Um, none of us want to go through a process of drudgery. I mean, think about going to a balance class for 16 hours at the rec center. I don't know a lot of people who raise their hand and go, that's what I'm looking forward to today. But that little 10 minute game, on the other hand, that they play every day on Nimble is a different experience. But we want to always make it better to help more people. And so you're you could literally help us um, achieve our mission more quickly by giving us the feedback that lets us know what we can improve on. Now, when that person is is playing that game, right, Um, what happens after that? They play the game and and then. Does it explain exactly what kind of movement they should be doing? Does it say, for yeah. example, here's the game and we want you to walk or here's the game and we want you to jump? Yeah. So it actually starts off in the opposite order. We say, here's the movement we would like you to do. Um, and we did tell you if it's a little bit too hard, here's how to make it easy. Or if you want a little bit of a challenge, here's how to make it harder. So it gives you kind of a continuum of challenge there. And we say, now, when you start doing that, start playing your brain game. And so you're doing them at the same time. You do that for five to six exercises that last anywhere from 30 to 90 seconds long. So no more than 10 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. And then we say, you know what? We'll see you tomorrow because balance doesn't take a long time. We just did the world's largest fall prevention study, Patricia. And we found that if someone does 40 minutes of balance training, it reduces their fall related medical claims by 28% with 40 minutes of time investment. Uh, The equivalent of if you were to do that in a strength training approach, it takes 50 hours. That's why balance training is so much more effective for balance than just general exercise. What are some of the movements, Nathan? For example, what are some of the movements that are suggested? Yeah, so there's really six different categories, and they start off with static. In other words, how do I hold my balance when I'm just staying still with different foot positions? So with your feet wide apart, bring them slowly closer together and then starting to where you can put one foot in front of the other. We call that tandem stance. And eventually we try to get you to stand on one foot. Not everyone gets that far. Um, But then we have stepping like small lunges in multiple directions. And we have dynamic movements like walking in different patterns like figure eights or forward and backwards or side to side. Um, So there's different categories of movements, but really... They're just things you do every day. You know, you're thinking about going into the garage, but you got to shimmy around that box. What are you doing? Well, you're stepping sideways and then you're doing a small lunge to get that thing down the ground. What about dance class? I mean, I've done ballroom dancing and there's a lot of that. The instructor's teaching you on how to step and move backward and do the box step. And I mean, you have to think about it, but then after a while it becomes part of you. Is that part of it? 
when it becomes part of you, it is. In other words, balance um, in dancing is brilliant. If you dance your whole life, you're never going to have bad balance. That's a promise I give you. Um, because dancing is one of those cognitive challenges as you're trying to match someone else. You're listening to the music. You're watching their arm movements right. and your legs are moving right. naturally. Exactly. And that's why Tai Chi is good for balance. So Tai Chi is the world's most researched methodology to improve balance. And if I could get everyone to do it, I would. There's just not enough people interested in Tai Chi, which is why we created a different path. Yeah, this is so exciting. So interesting. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Nathan Estrada, and he is the VP Vice President of Clinical at Nimble Science. You can log on to nimblescience.com nymblscience.com. And the whole idea behind Nimble Science is balance training to prevent falls for a large portion of older adults. And they are on their way to preventing 1 million falls and prove that aging is not less. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. It is time to change the negative narrative of divorce. Families are hungry for a different option. Listen to The Good Divorce Show with Karen McNinney. You will discover how to function as one family living in two homes. There are high-functioning, stable, and happy divorce families living in your neighborhood. What's their secret sauce? What did their journey look like? Do they have regrets or recommendations? Let's find out. It's never too late to have a good divorce. The Good Divorce Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hi everyone, and we are back. 
We are talking about fall prevention and balance, particularly as we get older. My guest is Nathan Estrada. He's the Vice President of Clinical at Nimble Science, which is nymblscience.com. And Nimble's goal is to prevent 1 million falls and to prove that aging is not less. And it was founded on the idea that balanced training is the key to preventing falls for a large part of our older population. Welcome back, Nathan. Thank you. I appreciate the conversation. <clears throat> All right. Let's talk about the science. I mean, we know Nimble is a science. What's the science behind all of the fall prevention and just the science behind balance? Yeah, so dual task balance training has been a clinical gold standard in physical therapy for decades, uh, but it always required someone doing it with you. But really, balance is only one factor for fall risk. When you think about it, think about all the medications that you're on or having a reasonable conversation with your doctor or getting your vision checked. All those things interact with your balance or interact with your fall risk, I should say. Um, and a great example that is on the medication side. Um, instability or fall risk is a primary side effect of a lot of medications. And we know that, in fact, um, a lot of medications that you're on in your 30s have a different risk profile in your 70s. But we've been on it so long that we forget that we should be asking the question, do the side effects still make sense? Is this still the right medication that I should be on? Or the group of medications, talking to your pharmacist and physician about it can be really impactful to reduce your fall risk. That's so interesting. And how do you know that? By reading about it? By checking up on the medication? By asking your doctor? Well, I think there's three questions you should always be asking about medications with your doctor, um, which is number one, why am I taking this? And what would what would need to be true for me not to do this anymore, mm -hmm. right? In other words, what's the alternate truth? Um, I remember when my grandfather, he was on a, um, a blood pressure medication and it made him so lightheaded that every time he got out of a chair, he was dizzy, so he stopped moving. And so he went to talk to his doctor and said, listen, you have this to protect me from something, but what what was it? well, he doesn't want you to have a major stroke. Well, great, but I'm not able to live life today. Give me the risk of the stroke so that I can live today. And that's a conversation we should be having with our doctor, which is what is it protecting me from? And is this side effects worse than what it's protecting me from? And that's a decision I make. I'm the consumer of this. Um, and I appreciate the recommendation from my doctor, but ultimately it's my life to live and my symptoms to live with. So having an honest conversation with how that medication makes you feel empowers your doctor to help you navigate what's the best medication for you in this moment of your life. Yeah, that's such a great comment. I think a lot of us don't think of that. You know, we've been on a medication and we've been doing the same thing all the time for a long time and we don't even think of revisiting it. So I think that's that's really important. What other parts of the science do you want us to know about? Yeah, I mean, getting your vision checked every year really matters. Vision is a third of your balance. Um, and a lot of us, our vision, you know, sadly doesn't Im improve with age. And so we get glasses. If you wear glasses, I don't know if you know this, but your, your balance is permanently impaired because it's not how well you see. It's how you translate your vision into the balance reflex. So if you have vision impairment, you need to be working on balance more than someone who doesn't. Um, I think the third aspect of it is you look at environmental things, you know, far too often do we um, we assume that maybe I shouldn't do um, stairs anymore or something like that because it's risky. You know, what's really interesting when you stop moving, your mobility naturally declines because you're choosing to move less. 
And so one of the key sciences that we've really found in the last 10 years is we need to stop telling people to avoid risk to not fall. We need people to tolerate risk and live a vibrant life to maintain mobility and wellness. For every day you don't move, it takes four days to regain the strength you lost. And so atrophy happens so quickly when we stop moving and stop living, that's when our balance reflex really goes down quickly. So you're saying that if you wear glasses, that your that your mobility is compromised? Yeah, your balance is permanently impaired and you need to balance train more than someone else. And the reason for that is for a fewfold. Number one is our balance works by combining three balance sensations, our vision, our inner ear, and our joint sensation. And all three of those sensations tell the the cerebellum that I'm losing your balance or you're stumbling or you might fall. And then your cerebellum tells your muscles to move so that you don't fall, it recovers. Well, how you see your environment and how you translate it gets changed when your vision declines. Even if you can see perfectly in front of you, it's not your central vision that tells you you're falling, it's actually your peripheral. So if you're falling forward, you see things next to you leaving your field of vision. And people that wear glasses tend to have declining peripheral vision um, as well as central vision, but you're only correcting the central. You don't have anything on the side correcting that vision. And as a result of that, it can increase your fall risk or people that wear wide brimmed glasses. Wide brimmed glasses act like horse blinders. You can't even see anything next to you. As a result of that, you don't see yourself falling forward or backwards at all. Mm. But so many people wear glasses. I mean, so I, I, it's a very large percentage, Nathan. It is. And when you look at that, it's that's why that's why we should be balance training and moving um, our whole lives. It's not something that you should ever stop doing. And so think about this. Think of how many older adults have arthritis. Well, that affects your joint sensation. Think about how many people have are hard of hearing. You know, the nerve that tells you your movement in your inner ear called your vestibular system lives right next to the nerve that you hear with. So if you have a loss of hearing, you probably have a loss of inner ear sensation as well. That's just, it's one of the travesties of aging, which is all three systems that help us maintain our balance are kind of insulted or impaired by aging. So we have to actually train more as we get older to maintain the same level of mobility. Hmm. Fascinating. And it's true that many people's hearing declines and vision declines as, as right. we get older. And your joints decline. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that as we age, there's a natural degradation, but what's not natural is for balance to get worse. And what I mean by that is if you keep moving and you keep your balance reflex trained, you actually don't fall and falls are not normal. They're just common. And sometimes we lose track of that, that they happen so frequently you go, well, there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing normal about falling. Most falls are preventable and anyone can improve the balance. And frankly, it's never too late to start. Mm. Now, if people want to know more, they log on to Nimble Science, right? NYMBLScience.com. And they sign up to be on the waiting list so that they can be part of the trial. Yeah, so they can... Um... You know, because we have tens of thousands of users currently, um, but we we like to learn from new people we don't know. Um, so ultimately, if they email support at nimblescience.com, we will gladly put them on a wait list. Um, and that email comes up. If you try to enroll in Nimble, um, it'll say we can't find you. And then it'll have that, that phone number or, or email that you can send right there. Um, but ultimately, our goal is to expand that access. Um, for instance, in New Zealand, 
we're actually the national program of New Zealand now. So that's our goal is to become universally available at the country level. We're just uh, slowly going through the United States. As you can imagine, the U.S. healthcare system is a little bit complex to navigate. Interesting. Mm. So really, this is happening all over the world. It is because, you know what, we're not unique. We're not the only country in the world with aging older adults that fall. Falls are the number one cause of accidental injury and death internationally. It's not a U.S. epidemic. The U.S. epidemic really comes from the fact that we stop moving. Um, We have a different belief on aging. Um, And it stems from, I think, the false advertising of retirement plans back in the day and pensions that said you can finally relax and rest. You know, being an older adult should not be about doing anything less. It should be an expansion of impact, an expansion of mobility. Um, Yeah. You know, when I think about uh, Dan Buettner's book, Blue Zones, you know, he wrote about the five healthiest places on the planet to live and to have longevity. Sardinia is one of them. I think Loma Linda, California is another one. And then there's, I think, a place in, in India. Now, people there who are centenarians probably don't have a lot of these issues. Because no, because they never time. stopped working. Exactly. They kept moving. They kept engaging the world. And you look at all the different blue zones and older adults are a position of value, of yeah. prestige. Absolutely. And of a social status that is of, of excellence. And yeah. when we when we bought into the lie of I don't want to burden my family anymore, you know what we did? We actually degraded intergenerational relationships. Mm-hmm. When we bought into the burden that I need to be financially independent, we stopped living with one, each- one another. Right? We actually declined in every way of aging when we separated the value generation of multi-generational families, mm-hmm. of the eating and the environment. You know, grandparents used to be the primary reason why families were successful because grandparents watched the kids so that working age individuals could maximize their earning potential. But we've separated that now in the United States, which I think is actually a loss for us in the long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think this whole idea of ageism, that's that's the problem that we have here that we don't have in other countries. Whereas you said, people who are older are revered. Yeah, very true. Well, and Patricia, it's worse than ageism. You know, there's two isms that we really struggle with with falls. Um, and the other one is sexism. I mean, think about it. Do you know how much research is on older adult women who fall? Maybe one fifth of the research on older adult men. But the vast majority of people who are falling are actually women. About 73% of all nimble users are female. But you look at the research behind women's specific risk factors and they don't exist. Interesting. Wow. It's fascinating. And I think, folks, take a look at nimble dot nimblescience.com and see what they're doing and you know talk to your insurance company to see if there's a way that they can learn about it so that uh, we can be doing balance training and it's n-y-m-b-l-s-c-i-e-n-c-e my guest is nathan estrada vice president of clinical at nimble science we have one more segment and we're going to be back right after the break right here on the patricia raskin positive living show on voiceamerica.com america's voice we'll be right back
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. My guest is Nathan Estrada. VP of Clinical at Nimble Science, which are preventing falls, and their goal is to prevent a million falls. And it is, it's an amazing company, and it's nymblscience.com. Welcome back, Nathan. All right, Thank let's you. talk about something we were talking about during the break, and that is this whole notion of, gee, you reach a certain age and you're not expected to do this. You can't do this because you're this number. I mean, where do we come up with this number dictates what we can do? Talk about that. Yeah, it's really interesting, right? Just like uh, diamonds weren't part of an engagement ring until a marketing campaign, right? Um, I think the same thing is, I think we bought into the lie that aging is less. And and it's a fairly unique American construct, in my opinion. Um, and ultimately, when we start thinking that it's more desirable to move less, that's what we get. We get less movement. We get sedentary lifestyle. And most of what we experience with aging, most of what we experience is behavioral. It's not this gradual decline of the body and the finally body gives up. The body only declines at a rate of 10% per year when it comes to even losing muscle mass, which you can completely offset with exercise. 
But what happens is we accelerate that through beliefs. We accelerate that by lacking mobility and we actually um, decondition faster than normal. And so ultimately, I think a lot of what we experience as far as people going, well, I'm I'm 80, you know, what should I be doing? You should be going on ladders and doing whatever you want to do. You should be living life and you should be experiencing dangers, right? Oh, God forbid we 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 think about that, right? Uh, we should be walking on grass and gravel. We should be going to family reunions and weddings and hiking and biking. When we convince ourselves that we're too old for something, that's when we actually become too old for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What is your advice to people who are listening to this program who either are having trouble with balance or they see it in their loved ones? What's the first thing you would say to them, Nathan? I think the first thing I would say is pay attention to fear more than ability first. A lot of times when we give people what we think is helpful advice, the this unwanted consequence of that is actually fear. So think about this. You have a loved one um, that is having some balance problems. The first thing goes, maybe you shouldn't be using the basement anymore. That recommendation to live a smaller life directly makes someone smaller psychologically as well. And instead of taking the stairs to the mall, they take the escalator because it's safer, right? And so I think we can't remove danger from someone's life to make them safer. We got to give them the capability back rather than asking them to live a smaller life. Um, And I think the second thing really is that it's intervenable. That just because your balance isn't great today doesn't mean it can't change. And it can't change really quickly. We see that about half the older adults who work on their balance for 30 to 60 days who start off in the high-risk category are no longer in the high-risk category after 30 days. In other words, you don't have to train the rest of your life. You just got to focus on it for a period of time. And what I mean by focus on it is focus on balance training, not necessarily your movement. Mm. When... The people that are utilizing this program, is there a certain age that you find, speaking of age, I mean, over 50, over 60, over 70, over 80, or does it vary depending upon, obviously, the training and the skill and what the person has done for movement throughout their life? You know, you would think that there'd be a strong connection between age and participation. What we actually find is there's no more than a 10% variance on participation on each age group that we get from an eligibility file for Medicare on every five-year segment. So it's basically we have just as many people doing balance training at 90 per capita as we do at 65. Here's the big difference. People, as they get older, train more per person. And this is such an interesting thing. You wouldn't think it would be that way because you go, well, what's the motive? You know, when are people motivated? The average age is 73 on our platform. But we the people that are in their 80s and 90s do more training than anybody. Um, And so it's it's just it goes back to that whole fallacy of ageism. Right. Mm -hmm. That older adults don't have tech. You know, a lot of people like to think of great aunt Edna who couldn't text them, who's somehow in a rocking chair wearing wooden shoes. That woman doesn't exist. Green Ad Edna is on a smart device looking at Facebook every day and wanting to have coffee with their friends at the mall, mm-hmm. right? And that's who that person is. But our previous biases sometimes change our perception of what they're capable of. And here's what that happens in healthcare. Then your doctor makes the decision not to introduce you to great programs because they go, well, you're not going to do it anyway. 
Yeah. Medicine, we got to get out of the way because older adults are far more capable than, than physicians ever knew. We only see illness. We don't see wellness. Well, and we, if we look at other countries, Dr. Sanjay Gupta did a whole series on this a couple of years ago, where mm-hmm. he went to countries like India and different Asian countries all over the world. And there were people there that he said were 90 and 100 that could do things he couldn't do because they've been doing it. I mean, like the right. whirling dervishes that twirled around that, you know, that were strenuous, but they'd been doing it their whole life. So really right. interesting. What about skiing? rollerblading, mm-hmm. ice skating. Does that help us with balance? You know what? All, all the different sports and athletic activities are good for balance. Um, and I think I'm going to make a, a kind of a caveat statement here. Um, if you have bone health issues, you shouldn't be an ice skater, right? Because the consequence is too high from a fracture-based perspective. You should find something else to do from a mobility perspective. Um, but in general, if you take away bone health, there's no reason why most of us should stop doing an activity. The reality of it is, is, let's take golf as an example. Why do people stop golfing? Well, their accuracy goes down because their balance declines mm. or their balance gets worse. They they have a hard time walking on the hills. Well, let's not stop golfing because of that. Let's actually improve our balance and keep golfing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite stories in Denver, um, the sponsor, because Denver's actually, or Nimble's available freely in the, every major county of the Denver metro area. And ultimately, it's it's interesting. Uh, the Jayla Warren Sanchez is the head of all the area agents in aging. And the only reason why she allowed everyone in Denver to do it for free is her mom used to hike with her and hold her arm the whole time and had a walking stick. And about two months after doing Nimble, she goes, hey, you forgot your walking sticks. And she goes, you know, Jayla, I don't need those anymore. And that's the whole thing. It's redefining your capability and not being by defined by what you can't do today, but define yourself by what you can achieve tomorrow. Love it. Closing thoughts, Nathan, what would you like to leave our listeners with? I think the key for me is um, it is never too late to improve your mobility and balance. It's never too late to decide to live a broader, more grand life. It's only when we decide that aging is less that it becomes less. The vast majority of age-related decline can be fully offset by moving and living a vibrant life. Hmm. You don't have to be nimble to improve your balance. You can make balance training every a part of your everyday by doing multiple things at once, by challenging your brain while you're moving, dancing, doing Tai Chi. But living a vibrant life is a life of great balance anyway. Um, so don't don't buy into the lie. Keep hiking. Keep challenging yourself. And just because you need a walker today doesn't mean that you have to use it as much either. All of us can improve our balance, regardless of whether it's great or whether you have a hard time getting out of a chair. Anyone can improve. Thank you so much, Nathan. It's been very enlightening. Thank you so much for being on the program and so positive. My guest has been Nathan Estrada, Vice President of Clinical and Nimble Science. They're helping to prevent falls with balance training. Log on to nimblescience.com and ymblscience.com. Thank you. It was wonderful to have you on. Stay on for a minute. Pleasure. Folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. 
remember, um, if you're looking to do your own podcast, and I've interviewed about 5,000 guest experts in my career, and I'd love to help you because I love to get these positive messages out. So contact me, Patricia, patriciaraskin.com. Also to get my newsletter, same thing. And I'm on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.